0: Welcome to the Nexus.
1: It is great, as always, to be in the Nexus. How are you, sir? I'm well. Are you? Yes. I'm, uh, yes yeah, I, I, that didn't seem that seemed neither convincing nor enthusiastic.
0: <laughs> I don't feel this is the time or place to discuss feelings.
1: I am a psychologist, so, you know, I, I, I kind of feel like there should be some uh, something to do with the Hippocratic Oath or the duty to uh, do good and not do harm, something, something, something.
0: I don't know what you're talking about, Bobby. <laughs> Dang, oh, it.
1: We're, we're not even a minute in, folks, and, and Hank Hill has already... Made an appearance i've been
0: watching king of the hill tonight we should we shouldn't get started talking about king of the hill that's a whole nother episode so tonight in the nexus of pop culture and cherry road what i suspect will be a multi-episode uh a multi multi-episode arc uh we'll be discussing the differences between star trek and star wars tonight
1: and and just so we can keep our uh are multi-listeners on the edge, the edges of their virtual seats. Uh, the uh, Mike Schmidt trivia question tonight is a humdinger.
0: Excellent. I look so, forward to it.
1: Yes, yes. I hope you are up to the challenge because I feel like this is going to be one for the ages. People, people will probably be talking to the about this next to the water cooler whenever they go back to work, uh, in whatever whatever year that happens to be.
0: There's a water um, cooler where I work, and no one ever uses it.
1: That's a shame. I feel like water coolers are vastly underrated these days.
0: Do you think that water fountains greatly affected the the value of the water cooler? The water cooler is a better product.
1: It is, but I feel like the the water fountain preceded the water cooler, did it not?
0: (laughs) I feel like we're about to go off on a big tangent here. (laughs)
1: But so before 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 I I, I, before we go any further, um, I seem to recall there was uh, I went I went uh, when I was uh, I guess I was nine years old or or approaching nine years old. I went to the World's Fair in 1982 in uh, uh, Knoxville, Knoxville, Tennessee. mm -hmm. And, And I still remember the commercials advertising that world's fair and I, I to this day i don't believe i've ever seen a world's fair commercial since then <laughs> um so i don't know if that the world's fair in knoxville was just the world's fair to end all world's fairs or if it was just some other uh conspiracy that brought the world's fair to where it is just no longer something that people discuss in any kind of uh, depth anymore but uh but i went to the 1982 world's fair in nashville Excuse me, Knoxville. And um, one of the things that uh, people said that we should look forward to when we got there were water fountains that instead of water produced Dr. Pepper. I I want your I want your reaction to that. Does that does that does that do you find that exhilarating, (laughs) disgusting, curious? What do you what do you what do how do you how do you react to that?
0: I don't really have a strong feeling either way on that.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Looks like the World's Fair took place. It was very inconsistent, from what I can tell.
1: Yeah. Uh, Oh, you're doing a little research. You're doing yeah. some producer. I've work I've actually for us. got it
0: for you know, I, I normally do not keep a computer in front of me, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have okay. one now. I think there was one in Seattle, wasn't there? Wasn't that where the space Needle came from?
1: Perhaps. I know that yes. the big the big globe thing in New York was uh was that was a world's fair.
0: Sixty four. That's where there was a, uh that's where the um of uh Carousel of Progress was for Disney, right?
1: Yeah, I believe that's right. That's the one they worked on. Yeah, that Disney was so involved in. There was a really good documentary on that on Disney Plus, I believe. Mm-hmm. But um but yeah, so uh so we heard much much ado about this and I never found them.
0: Water fountains of I mean, are they talking about a fountain drink and you misunderstood?
1: No, 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 no. I mean, it was the 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 the, the statement was made to me There are water fountains there that instead of water, they squirt out Dr. Pepper.
0: Okay. But you never found them.
1: I I didn't, I was not successful in that venture. I remember very little about the World's Fair other than the song and riding a bus. We rode a bus from Greenville, South Carolina to Knoxville, Tennessee.
0: Wow. That must have been one hell of a ride.
1: It was a great, it was a great experience. I remember almost the whole way there, me and several of my friends singing. The World's Fair theme song <laughs> for 1982, um, you know, which is just a—I mean, I can still sing it to this day. Um, and it's, uh, uh, but that's really all I remember. I, I remember very little else from the World's Fair. So obviously, it didn't make much of an impression. But, uh, uh, but anyway, uh, so so we don't get off on a tangent. Let's—we uh, can—we can go ahead and move along. And now
0: you've got me curious about this.
1: You want me to sing the song, don't you?
0: Dr. Pepper Waterfelt 1982 World's Fair. Let's see. Hmm. Were Dr. Pepper and 7 Up introduced at the World's Fair? Good question.
1: Mm, that is a good question. Were they? I don't want to, you know, so wh- while you're doing your research, what I will do is I will sing the song so there's not a bunch of dead air while you're. Please uh, do. You're looking at it. So it goes something like this. If you want to see what makes the world go round, if you want to have the fun that happens once in every lifetime, if you want to see the history that's being made in Tennessee, you've got to be there. The 1982 World's Fair, you've got to be there
0: surprisingly uh surprisingly not bad
1: thanks i've i've I've, you know that that's in my brain Uh, it's one of those very powerful (laughs) pieces of (laughs) trivia that i like to pull out randomly somewhere similar to the way i can say the alphabet backwards very rapidly but i'm not doing that tonight (laughs) i'm not doing that tonight that's too much in one night i'm not so well our listeners will have to anticipate that for another podcast I think Um, our
0: our listeners are probably going to take that little segment and just record that and just play it over and over again.
1: Agreed, agreed. So, uh, Trek, Wars,
0: Trek Wars. So, so I I say this I I did not um I do have my well I have my computer open Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll 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 be honest about this Uh, I have not done. Um, I haven't listened to any podcast. I listened to a Star Trek podcast about Picard, uh, the series, and I listened to a Star Wars podcast that I love called The Cantina Cast. But I haven't listened to any podcasts that compare the two. I tried to avoid any kind of research on to keep our thoughts original. Um, I, I, didn't, I didn't go searching for a comparison of the two. I had to do more research on Star Trek, and that's really why I have the computer because I would – I'm very knowledgeable. I won't consider myself an expert in Star Wars, but I would say extremely knowledgeable on Star Wars and most of Star Wars properties, mm-hmm. um, say video games and novels, stuff like that. But as far as the movies and TV shows go, um, I know I'm I'm very well versed in those things. Where Star Trek, I'm I'm a fan of pieces of the entire franchise, but I can't say that I there are several series that I've never seen. Um, where I can say that I have seen every movie that has come out for Star Trek. So that's kind of my background on where I am on, on those. Um, how about you? Do you, can, are you, a, do you f- feel you have more knowledge about Star Wars, Star Trek? Where, where are Okay, you
1: well, well, let me first of all dispel. So I did absolutely no research whatsoever. <laughs> uh, I did not listen to any podcasts. Uh, either about one or the other or both. Uh, I did not look up any facts, figures. I am not sitting in front of my computer, though I'm starting to think that maybe I will go get it momentarily. (laughs) Um, I consider myself to be a reasonably strong, or to have a reasonably strong level of expertise in the Star Wars movies that proceed the last batch I believe that I could successfully parry with anyone on episodes one through six okay um barring you know the occasional I might need my memory jarred as far as a name of an obscure planet or something like that um in episodes 7, 8, and 9, um, I would do okay. Um, I consider myself, I would say, knowledgeable. I would consider myself an expert in the same vein as I think of myself in 1 through 6 about Rogue One, but not about Solo or uh, what am I missing. Uh, is that it? That's it. That's all the films, right? Yeah. But not about Solo. I've only seen Solo twice. Um, I've seen...
0: I I don't know how many times I've seen it all the way through. I've seen parts of it many times.
1: um, I've watched all of the Clone Wars. uh, All the episodes of that. Several of them multiple times. I've watched a portion, but not the entire series of Rebels. I've
0: seen a lot of Rebels
1: um i have seen all of book of boba fett all of the mandalorian um is that it is that everything
0: i think so we got two seasons of mandalorian we've got a season of boba fett we've got Mm obi-wan coming up um
1: which i'm super excited about
0: oh me too can't wait that's Um, probably the the biggest one that I've waited, mm-hmm. Because I mean, Boba Fett, no matter how you want to slice it, it's just he's a minor character. Yes, that you know didn't have a huge impact. Yes, on the original trilogy. Now I mean, Obi Wan, you, you can't get more, uh, can't get more of an original character, uh, and and through two sets of trilogies. So,
1: yes, and I'm I'm absolutely ecstatic that they are filling in that gap. That is like to me one of the gaps that is. <clears throat> The most significant in the Star Wars universe is what did Obi-Wan do during the, you know, childhood and teenage years of Luke Skywalker?
0: He worked at a Home Depot Depot in Jakku for a while.
1: Well, I I knew about that. Uh, I know there was some sort of um, uh, squabble over, uh, you know, should he join the Trade Federation (laughs) As a union member while he was there, uh, given all his history with the Trade Federation, there was some, some discussion over when break time actually was. <laughs> Obi-Wan thought it was in the earlier part of the day. Uh, you know. And then there's the whole, when did he start going by Ben? When did he become Ben Kenobi?
0: That was yeah. after he worked at substation two.
1: <laughs> okay. okay. It
0: had the fitness name tag. How much space? <laughs>
1: gotcha Yeah, and i can see where that would have been a problem so the, um,
0: if if there's a star wars gap to fill in for me it would be between i'd want to see what happened between a new hope and the empire strikes back and there's a novel written called heir to the empire i've um, read it i have not read that and there's another one too that i cannot remember the name of it um that was written prior to the empire strikes back as kind of a backup plan um for after a new mm-hmm. hope and they kind of the book is still out there I just read about this a few days ago
1: it's called um, splinter in the mind's eye that's
0: it that's it have you read it
1: no i haven't read that one and it's been it has been probably close to two decades since i read heir to the empire so my memory of it is very limited at this point
0: yeah which, um, we'll, and we'll come back to that thought in a second because I, I will that just that novel itself is kind of important in this discussion um so in a lot of my background in star Wars is not just how many times I've seen the movies countless number of times, um, Mm -hmm. and, and every spinoff they've done, including the holiday special. Um, but I've been listening to, I was talking about Cantina cast hosted currently by Albert and Jonesy. Uh, they live in Austin and Houston. Um, I'm one of the Patreon supporters and they do a great job. And so a lot of the stuff that I know I learned from listening to their podcast, um, so they have a lot of great discussions on, like, you know, uh, what is force healing? Like, they'll take one topic of Star Wars and just, like, run with it, which is great. So a lot of some of the stuff I say, I'm, I'm sure I've probably learned on the Cantina cast. So the off chance that Albert and Jonesy are listening, uh, they hear something from their podcast.
1: Okay. Um, now, as far as Star Trek goes, I have um, I have watched every episode of The Next Generation, Of Voyager. I've not seen Voyager.
0: Voyager's my next.
1: Of Deep Space Nine. um, Of Enterprise. Uh, I have also watched, I would say, the vast majority of the original series. I saw probably the first four or five original cast Star Trek movies. At some point, I, I felt I got a little weary of them. (laughs) <laughs> um, I have seen a couple of the Next Generation movies, which, you know, I don't remember. I remember when Star Trek Generations came out in the theaters, the one that was the crossover that had Kirk and and, right. and McCoy in it uh, with Picard and his crew. Uh, I don't remember. There were three other Star Trek Next Generation but films.
0: There's Generations in 94 First Contact '96, which was the, the best one, and Generations mm-hmm. was good. First Contact was excellent. Insurrection in '98 and Nemesis in 2002. Uh, to me, Insurrection and Nemesis are almost indistinguishable.
1: Mm-hmm. Agreed.
0: Uh, I, I really and in Nemesis, like the bad guy was Picard himself, mm-hmm. in some kind of cloning things. I I don't know. I, I liked. I did like the reboots. Um, Star Trek in 09, Into Darkness 13, and Beyond in in 16. All those were good.
1: Uh, Those are all the Chris Pine ones, right? Yeah. Yeah, I I believe I saw two of those. I know I saw the first one, Um, but I don't don't know that I saw the other two. I watched. uh, I don't know which one of the other two I saw is what I mean to say.
0: My knowledge of the original series is not great. Star Trek The Next Generation, I'm really strong on that. Um, I didn't watch Deep Space Nine. I didn't watch Voyager. Saw all the original motion pictures, all the Next Generation, all the reboots. Um, I'm a big fan of... I just finished Season 2 of Picard, and I just started um, Strange New Worlds, Episode 1, which just came out last week, and I would say that that was very good. And the only reason why I'm saying excellent not saying excellent is because I want to make sure that I don't um, – it, it's just very good. Like, it's just so well done. Um, very very enjoyable. Definitely captures the idea of what Star Trek is supposed to be. So let's get into the, the way that these two franchises started. So, Scott, tell us who, who created Star Trek.
1: Gene Roddenberry. Gene Roddenberry is
0: correct and he passed away in 1991 he was 70 he actually was involved with star trek the next generation for the first i think season or so before he became ill so he was involved with a, the first three franchises were the original series the animated series and then the next generation and he oh, had a hand in all three of those
1: the animated series that was that was one season if i if i'm not mistaken am I? yeah am it I... was
0: from 73 to 74 in which i i am certain that was my first exposure to star trek because i remember in the 70s the mid-70s specifically when i was three or four having star trek shirts like the ones they wore on the tv show
1: mm-hmm.
0: and had, you know, had, the, had the little yeah back then the ranks were on the wrist yep yep and I, i'm pretty sure they had to have been from watching this cartoon which i really i want to go back and watch it I need to go watch i've seen some it's, of the original series, but
1: at not one a point lot. that was on Netflix. Uh, I don't know that it still is but um but yeah um,
0: So S- Star Trek premiered in sixty six and was on mm-hmm. for three seasons <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then I get, apparently it became popular in syndication, which i didn't I didn't realize that that that's where it gains popularity um, I thought the the movie that came out I know I know I saw Star Trek the motion picture, which I think was seventy-nine.
1: I think that sounds about right.
0: And I remember it being so boring. hmm Um and I really had no interest in it whatsoever. Yes. Um,
1: yes, I remember some discussions about Vger, um, which turned out to be Voyager. Um and there was uh um there was some punk first or second officer that always decker was his name who kept uh, uh you know questioning kirk's authority and causing all sorts of problems and uh, uh there was a bald lady named alira or alia or something to that effect Isn't not hura no no mm. hura not bald um hey, you're right this was the premise this this person was the premise of the whole movie was here's
0: here's decker right here yeah yeah okay
1: and uh which makes me think of colonel decker from the a-team and how much (laughs) he bothered me
0: um it was weird about why i was supposed to get a tangent of colonel decker but i won't um I remember that the, uh, the Wrath of Khan was really good, too. But so let's we know that Star Trek came from Gene Roddenberry and it took off in the 60s, uh, stayed popular in syndication, prompting a, a movie franchise. So mm-hmm. we all know that Star Wars was the idea of George Lucas. The yes. first movie came out in 1977, Empire Strikes Back in 80, Return of the Jedi, 83, and mm-hmm. then prequels to follow. I think it was. Was 99,
1: 90, 99, 99 was
0: Phantom Menace. Two thousand two. Yeah. And I think two thousand five. Was it two
1: thousand five or was it two thousand four on the last one?
0: I don't think it was four because okay. I I know I saw uh uh Revenge of the, sorry, yeah Revenge of the Sith. I saw that when I was living in Somerville. So that mm-hmm. had to have been oh five.
1: Okay. Yeah, well so, I will trust your call on that. I just uh, I couldn't I wasn't sure if they got that that last one in under the two year mark. But um uh but yes, uh those I will I will concur with all of those. And then we have uh what was it? Uh is it is it three years on the on the other three? Is it is it twelve, fifteen and eighteen on I
0: think it's more like fourteen, or, or, sixteen, eighteen, something like for,
1: that. Yeah, okay. Okay, um,
0: And I've, I've read that George Lucas said that Star Wars wouldn't exist without Star Trek And I, I think time is important there's, there's two important things In time here for especially people Our age so I remember When Star Wars came out um, And even though I didn't See it in 77 I knew about it I, I, I Don't ever remember Learning about Star Trek but I would Say I feel like I always knew who Captain Kirk was I always knew who Spock was like, I don't remember, like, I mean, that's how ingrained star Trek is like,
1: well, I mean, certain things are culturally iconic, right. certainly. Um, I, you know, one, one of the things that I wanted to kind of open up with is, is there's a lot to their names, uh, star Wars versus star Trek. Um, you know, I think that most guys, certainly most guys are age will we'll say that, you know, in some way, shape, or form, they were Star Wars fans. You know, I, I know that there are some people that just don't dig sci-fi at all. And, and, and so we'll just, you know, give a nod to them and say, okay, you know, you're, you're, you can opt out here. But um, Star Wars, it's a show, uh, or excuse me, a film about, uh, you know, Space, aliens, fighting, uh, you know, uh, good guys, bad guys, war, uh, you know, weapons, uh, sword fighting, you know, comparing the lightsabers to the swords, you know, (laughs) laser guns, ship battles, you know, disgusting things, uh, all of that stuff, you know, that, that, that makes for a good adventure film and i think that star wars has a broader appeal because of all of those things and now there's certainly some higher level stuff when you talk about the force and the jedi and the sith and all that kind of stuff but i would i would wager to say though that i consider personally i believe that star trek is a little more of a cerebral show um that the, the, there's a lot more thinking that goes into it. And, and I think that, and so I go back to the names, Star Wars is about the wars that were fought between the forces of the dark side and the forces of the good side, um, you know, between the Jedi and the Sith, between the rebellion and the empire, uh, between the separatists and the Republic, et cetera, et cetera. On, on throughout it, it the, the storyline of of Star Wars whereas Star Trek was about a journey you know did they fight some yes but there were many episodes that weren't about fighting at all uh it was about thinking it was about discovering it was about doing it's about diplomacy yeah absolutely you know so let's, I, I th- go ahead i i think that that it's important to first consider the names that Star Wars was about battles it was about fighting. It was about the, the good versus the evil. Whereas Star Trek it, it was about the journey, uh and and the going where no going boldly where no man has gone before. Yeah. So So
0: before before we go further into that though, I think we gotta take a step back okay. into and that is to identify the setting of these two two different franchises. Okay. Because Star Trek the setting for Star Trek is in the future, it's in mm. our future. Right. And their future is based on the events of our past. So in when you're watching Star Trek, it is assumed that all the things that have happened in our history is part of their history. Right. And and that's just simply the continuation of humanity and space exploration several hundred years into the future. I think it's two hundred years. Mm-hmm. Whereas Star Wars is is in the past. And I think that's forgotten with Star Wars because it always starts off a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Mm-hmm. So Star Wars, first off, is completely fictional. It has no ties to us whatsoever.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's
0: far a long time ago and far, far away. So mm-hmm. Star Wars is in no way connected to our to to our reality. Agreed. If I could say it like that. Where mm-hmm. Star Trek does have a foot in there.
1: Mm-hmm
0: because it, it, it's an extension of our timeline, a fictional extension. But Star Wars is not. Star Wars kind of exists on its own plane, its own timeline.
1: Also, also, I would add to that, you, you, you talked about uh, the when. I would also add the where. Star Trek is Earth-rooted. Right. You know, the, the, the uh, United Federation of Planets... Uh, started with and, fin- and 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 centers around it and, and there are probably some Trekkies that will crucify me for saying this but uh, it's centered around the relationship uh, if I'm not mistaken if you go back and I believe that it's um, I believe that it's in Star Trek Enterprise that they discussed that originally it was Earth and Vulcan uh, you know were, were the two that made contact with each other first and, and became the basis for what would be ultimately become the United Federation of Planets. Yeah,
0: first, you're talking about first contact, right?
1: Yes. Well, I'm talking, I mean, they, they elaborate on that in the series Enterprise because Enterprise, Star Trek Enterprise, the one with Scott Bakula, predates Kirk. Right. So yeah, that's
0: the first, the first voyage of the Enterprise, right?
1: Yes. Right. And um, so there is that rooting of, you know, that, that, Yes, you have your. Uh, if, if we talk about original Star Trek, you have your Vulcans on the ship, but you also have your guys from Scotland, and your guys from the United States. Uh, similarly, in 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 Enterprise or in Next Generation, you might have one or two crew members that are of a different species, uh, or they are uh, android-like of some, of some form. But but many of them are Earthlings, uh, and. So that, that ties Star Trek even closer, not just because it has our history, but because it, it at least ostensibly, home base is Earth. Uh, and you have none of that in, in Star Wars. They're all, you know, and it, it's interesting, though, you know, you think about it. And, and, and so I would pose this question to you, though, uh, because this takes it a little bit of a different direction. When you think of Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, Lando, Princess Leia, do you think of them as humans? Yes. Is that what they are?
0: (laughs) You know, I don't know that they ever...
1: Because they talk about Wookiees. (laughs) They talk about, you know, uh, Jawas they talk about you know it I mean goodness gracious when you talk about the clone wars uh, you get into all of those different species the you know the Tidarians, the uh um uh the naboo the gungans you know gungans but,
0: i i think doesn't doesn't obi-wan at one point say as when he's a force ghost that 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 uh, Darth Vader is more machine than man.
1: More machine than man,
0: yes. That, that, that implies human. Does it? Yes, it does.
1: I mean, man could just be a universal term uh, designating gender, not necessarily designating species. No, he's not
0: designating gender in there. He's not implying that, that Darth Vader is no, – I don't think it implies gender at all.
1: But I mean, why would he be human?
0: I mean, I would, ha- I, I could probably go back and 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 find some specific examples where, um where we could we could definitely make the case that they are humans.
1: Okay. Okay. Huh. Well, I would be, I would certainly welcome. I, you know what? I. That's your challenge then, because I don't I believe can, that you can. I can
0: like. As a as a Patreon member, I can pose that question in Discord for Cantita Cast, and certainly get a a lively debate going about that.
1: Because I, I I'm going to defy the, Like, uh, they refer to the people of the planet of Naboo as the Naboo, but they look human.
0: Well, or so Americans were that... still human? I mean. We're earthlings. So we're still human.
1: <laughs> ah, but I think that you might find that they would be classified as humanoid. Yeah, are, human. we getting way
0: off, are we getting way off track here?
1: I, I don't feel like we are. I feel like this is right in line with the, the kind of discussions that we're having because we are still talking about. There's no doubt Captain Kirk is a human. Right. He's from America. Um, He's from Iowa, right? I think that's right somebody will correct us on that but,
0: um, we'll get mail hateful mail
1: <laughs> yeah because I, when we start talking about this stuff this is where it gets really dicey for a lot of a lot of well, people I think, think
0: that people are much more um, I think that Star Trek fans have a stronger passion for the smaller details that doesn't mean Star Wars fans don't um, but I think I think star that Star Trek fans just they, they dig a little bit deeper. I'll make someone mad, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> yes, the comments are, are they're, they're rolling in. Of... Yes. You, you you are now an enemy of the state. <laughs> uh, so, uh, okay. All right. So where do we go? Where do we go next? So we, we I think that the setting, yes. Clearly, there are greater ties for us as the species, the residents, whatever you want to call it, the time period even. Um, because, as you said, Star Trek is a future that, you know, has potential for us now. Star Wars, long time ago, galaxy far, far away. Really nothing that ever is going to connect us with that.
0: Right, exactly. And, and there were even inventions in, probably in Star Wars too, but in Star Trek there have been, uh, it's, it's actually... Things that were fictional have become reality because they mm-hmm. were first seen in Star Trek.
1: Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. And
0: so I, there's so there's two two things that drive both both franchises. And in Star Wars, the the overarching thing is the Force. It's a energy field that binds and surrounds every living thing. And there's a light side and the dark side. And mm-hmm. I, for me, in Star Trek, it's the Prime Directive, uh, because the the stories of Star Trek are always told from the point of the Federation. In one way, no matter what ship it is or what space station it is, that's always a very big deal. And in fact, the first episode of um, Strange New Worlds is definitely about the the Prime Directive, um, which they called it like General Rule One, um, which is basically they they are not going to interfere. And the natural
1: uh, course of word. things.
0: Right, the natural course yeah. of things. They mm-hmm. let civilizations develop naturally. Mm-hmm. And, of mm-hmm. course, they violate it all the time.
1: Of course, yes. In uh, this yeah.
0: episode, it gets it's, it gets so violated that they actually change the name to the to the Prime Directive, to where as Captain Pike says, yeah, that's something that's going to last,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> which was good for a laugh. Um, yeah. And so the prime director there is like, sorry, you can't interfere. We're, we're going to go out there. We're going to find new worlds. We're going to reach out, and we're going to connect them. Right. If they want to be connected. Right. We're just, we're just going to show them, hey, this is, this is what's out there. Would you like to be a part of it? And this is what we can do for you. Whereas the Force, and so to me, one of the difference, the Force doesn't always seem to be available to everybody in Star Wars. Although it says it binds and surrounds everything, not everyone is a force user. Right. And it's well, I think, not I th- it's not I a think, religion either.
1: But I do believe that there are, you know, similarly to our approach uh to uh to religion in in, in our time, in this world that there there is an element of adherence and there is an element of faith uh, that goes along with those things and and one could also almost make the argument that there is a, an element of uh, what in uh, in the Christian faith would be known as election, which is that uh, the notion that God already knows who those, are, who are going to uh, be his followers, who are going to adhere to, uh, his, to the teachings that are found in scripture, and the uh, idea that those that have the high midichlorian count are the, those that are deemed worthy of being able to wield the force. Right and uh, so I, I think that there are some some similarities to that i one of the things that i feel like star wars as a series as a whole failed in was the development of the notion of the midichlorians i feel like that they utilize that in the in and I'm going I'm going numerically here, not chronologically by release. Uh, in episodes one, two, and three, particularly one and three, the discussion was very heavily rooted in midichlorians. You know, is Quigon, it really,
0: where Where is it in three?
1: Uh, when Anakin is having the conversation with the soon- to-be Emperor Palpatine over Dar- about darth Plagueis and kind of his midi miti- but... mm-hmm. and they talk about how his chlorian count was just absolutely off the charts Oh, you can that manipulate why... that, right 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 and yeah so... nowhere else does it come back
0: and in in fact there's a uh it's interesting you say that so you're right they they take it the Force is presented through midichlorians, kind of. And then mm-hmm. in the Clone Wars, there's that great three-episode arc called the Mortis Arc. Mm-hmm. Remember where they go to the planet, and there's the father, the son, and the daughter?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: And the light and the dark. Mm-hmm. And basically, that planet is like the Force. Right. All, all three need to be, to be there um, and living to keep the Force in balance. And then the son kills the father. No, the son kills the sister, right?
1: If I remember correctly, yeah, I think that's right. Because the father represents the balance. Is that was right, that right? Right. Yeah.
0: And they need Anakin to come in and take the light, and he chooses not to because he would have to stay at that planet, but yes. he has you know his own personal relationships and yes, um, that he wants to fulfill. Yes. So I, to me, the force is, and I love Star Wars. Sometimes the force is a little bit vague for me, mm-hmm. and it seems like just kind of whenever something new comes out, you learn something new about it. Where I like the Prime Directive more as an as a as a thread through everything because it's it, it's always staying the same. It, it it does get violated, but when it's violated, it comes up you know usually with a good plot plot twister, or 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 event or there's a good reason or it's conflict um and you talk about um having a clear conscience having morals
1: well so okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna address the prime directive for just a moment first but then i'm going to shift back over to the force because i want to say something about both one of the things because if i understand you correctly you 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 feel a, a little bit more positively towards the prime directive than you do the force. Is that correct? not what a accurate statement?
0: Not no, that's not an accurate statement. What okay. I'm saying is, is that I think the prime directive does a better job, of of guiding the story, than okay. the force does.
1: Okay, which is interesting. Which that that's an ironic statement, but uh, given that what the force is supposed to be. But, uh, okay, so. Would you say that, it, it, am I accurate in saying that the Prime Directive makes more sense to you than the Force?
0: It makes more sense to me because it's more specific than the Force.
1: Okay. All right. But then so again, me... it goes
0: back to like, you know, there. it's almost apples to oranges because like we said, we're talking about two very different, you know, that's the whole point here is like people see Star Trek and Star Wars as, you know, they think it's the same.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And and they're really not. And even when we get down to this discussion here, we see that the really, the prime directive versus the forest really isn't a great comparison.
1: So let me say this: so the the prime directive, to me, represents uh, the perfection of man's intent. I believe that when when you take uh, what man thinks of as good and, and true and a righteous pursuit that the prime directive at its core is, uh, is, is, is a great ideal and something that those, those who were in the, the exploration ships, uh, on the, on the expeditions, uh, it was a great ideal for them to strive to live up to in all of their doings. And I think that many times, uh, you know, certainly the crew of Picard's enterprise, uh, and probably the crew of the, of, uh, Janeway's enterprise did a reasonably good job of living up to, uh, in, under, in many of the episodes, under many of the circumstances of adhering to the prime directive. Now, when you plug man into any scenario, particularly with the, when there are circumstances that might be hostile, might be complex, might be difficult, where decisions are hard to make and lines are blurred, when reality actually comes face-to-face with idealism, then certainly there are going to be circumstances where the prime directive is going to be difficult to follow without seeming callous or indifferent or cruel. Agreed? Do you, you agree with all that? Okay. Yes, I do. So now I want to shift but 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 for those reasons, because I think the prime directive is a great ideal, but I also understand that sometimes it can't be as simplistic as adhering to an ideal. That there there are other nuances and circumstances that cause us to have to change the ideal, then I I I can Accept the Prime Directive a lot more because I do understand there are exceptions. Now shifting over to the Force, and this is why I got onto this. Uh, the other day I was having a conversation with my kids, and they were we were talking about Star Wars as we often do, and they said that it is Mace Windu's fault that Anakin Anakin turned to the dark side. And I was like, that's absolutely ridiculous. As Just an absurd statement for for many, many reasons. But first and foremost is that, you know, and this may be a controversial statement for many of our listeners, but Mace Windu is somebody I really loved. I loved his character.
0: Yeah, it's a great character.
1: I think Samuel L. Jackson was perfect for that role. I think that everything that he brought to that and the way that he played that out, you know, the battle on Geonosis, uh, him killing Boba Fett, or excuse me, Jango Fett. Uh, you know the just his interaction and in various times throughout the Clone Wars uh, with his fellow Jedi with other people. I just I really loved his character.
0: He's also he's stronger than Palpatine. Without Anakin, he beats Palpatine.
1: Right, agreed. But they brought to my attention that windu had decided that it that palpatine had to die he could not be brought to trial right because the courts were corrupt the senate was corrupt etc etc valid reasons in my mind but my children were looking at it from the perspective of yes but the right thing to do would have been to take him into custody and even though the knowledge was there that the courts were corrupt, that the Senate was corrupt, that any trial was likely to be farcical. That still the right thing to do would have been to arrest him and not to kill him.
0: Right, which is, goes back to the beginning of that movie where the right thing to do was to, to arrest Count Dooku and not behead him.
1: Right, and, and of course Anakin had already violated that principle himself. But, my children argued, and, you know, not sure if there's any way to ever prove this, but that Anakin, in that moment, was making an effort to do the right thing. My argument back to them was, though, then why, after he caused Windu to die, didn't kill him directly, necessarily, but caused him to die, that, and then he lamented, what have I done? Immediately his next words were whatever you tell me to do, I'll do. Speaking now, to
0: Pat. I, I disagree with the the uh, the kids on this one. And, 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 and the re- I, and the reason why is because when, when Mace Windu goes to finish him off, what is what are Anakin's words?
1: Something to the effect of I need him. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So at that point, it's, it's no longer about what's right. It's I'm only saying this because I need him,
1: right? And 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 I understand that. And 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 my my point is not necessarily that I agreed with my children on this. Uh, I I saw that they were making logical arguments and bringing valid points, and I'm I'm okay with that. I'm I'd not like necessarily. To,
0: I'd like to shout out to the kids for being big supporters of the podcast. Thank you yes. for supporting the Nexus.
1: Yes. Um. My point here is, is, is that have, I, have, I, have you and I ever on the podcast or in any of our conversations outside of the podcast ever discussed what I like to refer to as the Batman effect? No, go ahead. Okay. Well, I have a theory. You and I, you and I we both, both grew up in, in, in the 70s and 80s. Uh, we remember very well the Batman as portrayed by Adam West.
0: That's we, the best Batman still
1: we remember the Batman as uh, the friend to all as a member of the Super Friends. Yes, you agree with this? Of course, absolutely.
0: I'm glad you mentioned that Batman.
1: Yes. And that Batman represented in all instances, except for maybe in the few cases where he was under Catwoman's spell, uh, (laughs) which we know that Adam West was prone to do some crazy things (laughs) when uh, Julie Newmar got a hold of him. Uh, But... I digress there. When Frank Miller in the mid to late 80s got a hold of Batman and created the Dark Knight, I would submit that that is when the hero, as we grew up with, began to change. And the lines became more blurred as to who was good and who was bad when we watched star wars or a new hope again you know i hate to call it a new hope Mm -hmm. Uh, i think i've made that quite clear in previous podcasts but when we watched star wars we were very clear that luke skywalker was the good guy darth vader was the bad guy by the time ray buried those lightsabers in the sands of tatooine could we as unequivocally say who the good guys were and who the bad guys were?
0: Yeah. Ray was the good guy and Luke and Leo were the good guys.
1: Mm. I don't feel that way. I feel like throughout that film, throughout our, our whole knowing our whole knowledge of Ray, the question was always asked, were the Jedi truly good? I don't think Ray was asking that question. I feel like she was.
0: I think it was pretty clear that who was good and who was bad, and she was trying to get um, uh, Kylo Ren, Ben Solo, back to the light side. And his, his whole point was that he was saying, "Jedi, Sith, it doesn't matter." Right. And he said that. He said that in Last Jedi.
1: Right, but nobody ever presented an argument like that in, in in Star Wars or Empire Strikes Back. Even the bad guys knew that they were the bad guys. You know, when when you when you watch uh, when when you think about Batman now, he's just as likely to be fighting Superman as he is to be fighting the Joker. Am I am I incorrect in this?
0: I feel like we're straying from our prime directive here.
1: No, what my 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 point is here is that with Star Trek there was there was always some there was always a good uh a good balance of that yes, we are making every effort to do what is good and right uh and sticking with the rules as they have been given to us. And sometimes we will fail in those rules, but it won't be because we're just saying, you know what, screw the rules. We're, we, when, when we fail to live up to the rules, it is because of some sort of circumstance that prevented us from being able, you know, we were looking at, okay, if we didn't violate the prime directive at least a little bit, then this entire race of flobbits is going to die, you know. Whereas with the light side and the dark side of the Force, with the Sith versus the Jedi, you know, they they made it more difficult towards the end to just believe that, okay, the Jedi are the good guys and the Sith are the bad guys.
0: See, I don't agree at all. I, I I totally have a different... I mean, the Sith is clearly... They're they're an They're all in those black shrouds. There's red stormtroopers. They've got like this fleet of hundreds of star destroyers that are each equipped with the power of a Death Star. They're clearly about, the bad guys.
1: How about the conversation that Padme has with Anakin in the thir- in in ep- episode three, where it's just before all he you know goes and uh, and kills helps. all the younglings. Yes, and she says talking about the separatists have you ever thought that maybe we're on the wrong side mm-hmm. well the separatists were led by count dooku they were the droid armies they were general grievous
0: well, the, the jedi but,
1: spent all of their time fighting
0: but i think that oversimplifies it is uh, I think maybe she's she's saying she's realizing that group you're talking about is the side that they're on and she's realizing like we're on this wrong side of this not that we should be on the separatist side.
1: Well no, he says he says to her his response is you're starting to sound like a separatist. So you see this is the batman effect where you're not even sure are the good guys really the good guys?
0: I, I don't I don't I don't see that at all. For me, I don't see that at all in Star Wars. There's there's to me there's not a I mean, Ray's whole thing is she's trying to turn Kylo Ren back to the light side of the force. There's clearly a good side and a bad side. I don't feel like it's blurred at all. I don't feel like Ray did any Are you there? Still
1: there? Yes. Hopefully,
0: it was one of those ember alerts. That's what went off. Sorry. Uh, that's all right. I, I, I don't, I don't, I. To me, I don't see that in Star Wars. I, I understand what you're saying with Batman. I do not see that at all in Star Wars.
1: See, I see Ray struggling with whose side she's going to be on the entire time.
0: We're led to believe that. But in the end, Ray is clearly on, on this one side that she's strong.
1: Yes. I mean, you know, I get it. That by the end, that it has to be uh, the, that when he says, I am all of the Sith, that she has to say, and I'm all the Jedi. You know, I get that. I, I understand that. but But you are looking at this with hindsight. You know, we spent two or three years in between each one of these movies, like, what the heck's going on with this girl? You know, is, is she, she she doesn't seem to want to be a Jedi. Do you remember you you said something, I believe at the end
0: of the Force Awakens, she goes to Luke and hands him the lightsaber. Clearly she wants to be a Jedi. So during the difference between Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, there was no question she wanted to be a Jedi at
1: all. Right. Right. She but seeks then him when out then on in, in the opening of uh the uh, the last jedi she's there and and what does he say the first thing you did was go to the darkness right the first thing you did was go to the darkness because that's where she is drawn Yep, yeah,
0: she's not it's not the same as batman batman's operating in the shadows
1: I'm not suggesting that they're going to be exactly alike. I'm suggesting that the Batman effect, since it happened, since Frank Miller introduced us to the Dark Knight, you know, there is there is this vein. And, you know, you could also, you know, call it the Wolverine effect if you want to. You know, because that, that might actually, at least comic book-wise, predate it. We're getting you know, way now, off
0: track here, though.
1: Yeah, well, it's... It's it's not off track in in the sense that there is a purity to Star Trek that and and now I I'll, I will freely admit I have not seen any of Picard I didn't see any of Discovery I haven't seen any of what's the new one called
0: Strange New Worlds
1: Strange New World I haven't seen any of those I never like even in the darkest moments of the conflict with the Borg, the light side of things, whatever the lights that would be comparable to the, lights the light side of the force in Star Wars, whatever that is in Star Trek, it never wavered. I never doubted, even for a moment, even when the decisions were tough, I never once doubted what that Jean-Luc Picard was going to do the right thing. Right. That, um I'll, I can't remember the guy's name in, in Deep Space Nine, the, the, the main guy. Uh, the O'Brien? No, it wasn't O'Brien.
0: Oh, the African-American guy?
1: Yeah. Um, what was his name? I never doubted, even though she annoyed me to no end, I never doubted that Captain Janeway was going to do the right thing, or at least the right thing to the best of her ability as she saw it. You know, Kirk, sometimes he'd be a little wild, reckless, headstrong. Same was true with, uh,
0: Captain Cisco. Is that it?
1: Captain Cisco. Yes. Cisco, Benjamin Cisco. Yeah. I, I never doubted that they were going to do their best. You know, and there were maybe a couple of episodes where emotions got the best of them for it temporarily, but I never doubted that it was going to come back and, 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 and and be okay similarly even with han solo in star wars you always knew he was going to turn around and do the right thing it was going to come back he, and and i, I would I, I you know granted we were four years old at the time and i i, I can't but but i just knew because that's the way things were then There were times before they developed the full story with Rey and Kylo Ren and all that, that I wondered, okay, is she going to go with Kylo Ren and it's going to turn out that everything that was being said about the Jedi, not just by the Sith. I get the Sith, they tell lies. I understand that. That's, That's part of the whole anger, the darkness, all that. But that there were people that questioned the Jedi.
0: No, I, I agree with I agree with what you're saying. That Jedi is definitely a that whole order is questionable, right? Into the whole from a certain point of view. All right, we what? need to stop there though because we're we're up on we're up on sixty minutes.
1: Are we really? Yeah.
0: Wow. So what we need to do is I've got a list. I'm gonna mark where our last conversation was so we can so we start our next podcast, our next episode on this because we've got a lot to go and I figured this could be a three or four episode arc for us. Um, so what is your Mike Schmidt trivia question?
1: So, our Mike Schmidt trivia question for the evening is what fraternity was Mike Schmidt a member of when he was at Ohio University?
0: I'm going to go, uh, (sighs) Teak.
1: You just, I mean, you're not even going to, going to put any effort into this, I see. He was, was he not a SAE? teak, He was not a teak, ladies and gentlemen. Nor was he an SAE. Mike Schmidt was a Beta Theta Pi. Wow, a Beta Theta Pi. So that concludes our Mike Schmidt trivia for the weekend. I mean, I feel like that was really anticlimactic. You just—it
0: really was. It was.
1: You just kind of—you kind of threw me into that. Just willy nilly, broke me out of my my reverie over the batman effect which is very much has a great uh, great sweeping consequences for the trek and the wars of star
0: i'm not I, i'm not sold on that yet
1: it does it does and and not only does it have an effect on that it has an effect on everything i mean we we could probably do an episode on the batman effect and we could do, how about we could apply it to professional wrestling distinct <laughs> Well, I was thinking more to Hulkamania versus Hollywood Hogan. Yeah, or Hulkamania and 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 the things that he stood for. What it what was it he always said to the kids? Say, say your prayers, prayers take your, your vitamins. vitamins. And what does Stone Cold Steve Austin say to the kids? Don't trust anyone. <laughs> let's let's chug a Budweiser.
0: Right. Well he's definitely the, the anti hero guy, right?
1: Well, but so is the rock. So is the Undertaker. When when they were when they were doing their their baby faces. You know? you know the 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 lines are blurred between the good guys and the bad guys. The good guys don't necessarily stand for virtue and truth and
0: you know who started that? The four horsemen.
1: But the four horsemen were heels.
0: And I heard this from Aaron on the podcast the other day. There were heels in every city except which one? Charlotte. Philadelphia. Really? Yep. He said in Philadelphia. He said that was which it was ironic because that's where I was growing up watching them, and I always thought they were the good guys. Um he said that just for whatever reason that Philadelphia embraced them, he said they felt that their their kind of attitude reflected the city, just like not taking crap from anybody. So he said everywhere where they went, they were the villains, except in Philadelphia, they were the babyface, And they would have autograph signing sessions there. Huh. But nowhere else during that time would you have that for villains because, you know, everything it was assumed then that everything was real, right? Or everything was, you know, there wasn't the admission at that point that these were just characters. Yeah, that's still, my favorite thing is how in the world would anyone think when Arnie Anderson opens his mouth? How would you think he's from anywhere but the state of Georgia? How could you think he's from Minnesota?
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So, have have we reached the end? We've reached
0: in... the end here. A heated so, discussion. So what 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 what
1: what did we cover? Which of your what if which of your bullets did we, we... cover?
0: Uh, origin setting and then we got stuck on force versus the prime directive
1: which was always going to be the case
0: yeah and and we'll get we'll get into other topics the federation versus the empire different characters heroes and villains alien ships weapons time travel uh movies versus tv shows and we'll finally we'll finish Well, can you be a fan of both which will probably be a whole episode in itself
1: Will we uh when we talk about tv shows Will the Star Wars holiday special count as a TV show or a movie?
0: It would absolutely count as a TV show.
1: Because I watched, I subjected my children to this, that bless their hearts, uh, a few months ago. And I have to say that I had not remembered how absolutely horrible it was.
0: I did I, when, you know, I, I, I can't remember sometime in the last ten years was the first time I'd seen it since the seventies. But that is the first Star Wars I ever saw.
1: I know. We um, we, we, we had that discussion early yeah, on.
0: Yeah, and, and and so when I saw it, I was it was almost a relief, like, okay, this is where some of these images came from. Yeah. But I was just I didn't I didn't know. Um, but yeah, it's a horrible. It's there's there's virtually I mean the first ten minutes were the speaking Wookiee with no subtitles.
1: Well, and the, the, the rock concerts that break out. Uh, the with, author,
0: with, Marilyn Magoo.
1: Yes, there are just so many things in there that it's like...
0: What, what says Star Wars more than Art Carney?
1: <laughs> well, maybe uh, Jefferson Starship. <laughs> maybe they say Star Wars more with a...
0: Let's admit the the Boba Fett cartoon in there is quite good.
1: With a, with a psychedelic... Yeah, that was... It was pretty hilarious. Um, uh, there's a, a, a psychedelic, uh, you know, nothing like a psychedelic uh, tour through space to make you feel like, yeah, this is Star Wars. Uh, so anyway. All right, my friend. Well, Time to we will, exit uh, the
0: Nexus for now.
1: We will exit the Nexus. And uh, sorry if we uh, didn't go the direction that you had anticipated.
0: No, that's but, okay. That's a good thing about the Nexus where, where everything's on the table.
1: Well, you know, I just I feel like this this Batman effect is going to ripple through the Nexus for some time.
0: If it does, that's fine. It will, okay. And we'll if if I will I will see what my Batman effect is. I there's some of that stuff I definitely don't agree with Ray and we'll hash that out some more. Uh, okay. And that'll be good. It's okay to have those discussions in All the right. Nexus.
1: Sounds good. All right. See All you right. next time. All right. Good night. Bye
0: bye.